before 2017, it wouldn't be totally abnormal to feel a little confused when you hear the news that a comedian, even one as talented as Jordan Peele, is writing and directing his own horror film. But then Get Out is released and it takes the film festival circuit by storm. It gets nominated for four Oscars, winning one for original screenplay. And overnight, Jordan Peele becomes an auteur in the horror genre. Anytime his name is attached to a project now, people are flocking to the cinemas to see what happens next. He followed up Get Out with Us, and now he's following that up with Nope in Australian cinemas, August 11, thanks to Universal Pictures, starring Daniel Kaluuya, Kiki Palmer, and Stephen Yen. Join Pete and I today as we break down the films of Jordan Peele on this episode of the Monthly Movie Marathon. Nick. Get out. Us? Oh, that was good. I didn't know what you were going to say to that. Uh, Did you think I was just going to go, nope. Nope. Well, there we go. We've covered all of Jordan Peele's movies. Thanks for listening to this episode of the- <laughs> Bye! <laughs> Bye. <laughs> uh, no, please don't. Please, seriously, that's please not- leave. No, Please leave. I'm, no. usually, I, I'm not usually that quick, I swear. Uh, <laughs> thank you all for joining I can, us. I can attest you. I, can, I, I'm, I am the fastest man on earth. Uh, thank you all for tuning in uh, to another episode of the Monthly Movie Marathon. Episode- 20. 20. We haven't been cancelled. Well, yeah, not yet. I mean, unless we cancel ourselves. Uh, yeah, unless it's happened. Does <laughs> that we how don't podcasts know work? You just cancel yourself? Or can people so. actually cancel a podcast? No, I think there's there's usually some sort of controversy and then we just have to make an apology. I feel like Joe Rogan would know. Yeah, we might, I might give him a call and just see what he says. Um, I think, yeah, we just make some sort of apology. Don't do an episode for a week and then just come back. And, and then come back. Again. Yeah, cool. I love it. I love cancel culture. Uh, thank you again for joining us. Yes, thank you, people. I was almost going to be like, Nick, I'm here all the time. You don't. You, have to I was like, Pete, you live here now <laughs> in the new studio, which is treating us lovely. This setup is Love. so easy, it is, for me. and it's 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 a nice it's a nice desk, it's a nice computer, it's a nice. Everything's Mike. just together now, which Everything, is great. Yeah, together, together. I used we used to record in my living room on the couch, and it was comfortable. Like yeah. we just sit back, relax. Sometimes talk we shit. sat at my weird little round table with, still, with the dog. Just it felt. It felt, it felt informal and fun. Yeah. Now it's formal. Now I feel like I'm, I'm, you're in a job interview. Actually, yeah. Like I'm actually like sitting across from Nick. A desk is separating us. Yep. I've, I'm running the computer. I'm running the soundboard. Yeah, it is. Now that you've said it, that's all I see. Oh God. Now I'm just so I know how corporate to, But man. I know how to get this job. <laughs> you want to stay in this job, baby. You know I've to just do. gone under the table. Oh, that's you. <laughs> I was like, wait, but no, no one's here. No one else is here. Right, why is the dog with my balls? What? Uh, on this episode of the Monthly Movie Marathon, mm. we are talking all things Jordan Peele. Because all things Jordan Peele. All things Peely because August 12th in Australia. Yep. Nope. Releases in the cinemas. Uh, by the time this comes out, already out in the United States, I hope everyone's avoiding spoilers if you haven't seen it yet. Uh, Lucky Ducks in the United States. And most likely at this point, and I will edit this out if we can't say it, we've seen the movie. We've seen the movie. Because uh, this will be, this comes out a week before it comes out in Australia. So it's already been out in the United States. Uh, we have seen this movie. And we have been fortunate enough to be granted early access for certain 
interview interviews purposes that uh, should be coming out very soon um, if they haven't so already. Sounds, yeah, so it sounds incredibly vague now because it hasn't happened yet. Yes, look, we're recording it having not seen no nope. yet, but talking about it. Knowing that we can say we know we've we seen are it. seeing we, it. No, we yeah we, we know we're seeing, seeing it. We're we seeing we it. We're doing interviews in the next um, forty eight hours. Forty eight hours. Yeah, uh, but because of I timing and watch, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> the time forty eight <laughs> hours from now. Uh, but we're we're recording this episode a little early just because we got to get one in the bag because uh, Pete might be off somewhere special soon. It's very possible. Um, hopefully. I mean, if you f- if if you follow me, and if you don't follow me, shame on you. Rated PDG Twitter on, and Instagram. On, yeah, um, we yes, put it, I'm, plug it every episode. I'm hopefully going to be going um, over over the seas and over the woods and to a into the fray into a country far far away. Um, but I don't want to say anything. No. Be just just not, to not jinx it and to not like put myself also, out there. No, hundred um, percent. But well, I'm sorry yes. for throwing you under the bus. No, no, that's okay. You'll know the next episode after this one if I am going away or not. Oh god, yeah, you will definitely. You will oh, definitely. I won't know. be shutting up about it. So apologies. So yes, rated PDG. And if Twitter, I seem, Instagram, and if I seem you'll incred- find out. Yeah, and if I seem incredibly sad, it's because I didn't get it. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And send so, nice messages yeah, then. So to thanks, me. Nick. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, happy to be a simultaneous <laughs> that fun my, maker yeah, and ruler. Yeah, my biggest cheerleader and also like <laughs> bring you back to reality. Uh, but yes, we have seen at this point in time. Nope. Uh, just, actually, that's a lie. At this point in time, we haven't. We haven't seen but it. when this comes out, we, we will, will have seen. Nope. And my God, did, Holy we, shit. did we like or not like this film? This movie was amazing slash shit. You know what I mean? Like It, it was, gave me everything and nothing. It was the movie of a generation and a movie for no one. Jordan Peele is a genius and also a fucking hack. <laughs> I just I just couldn't believe it. And yet I believed everything. Uh, so Daniel Kaluuya, you deserve another Oscar or you deserve a Razzie. I mean, it's the only option. That we could give to him. <laughs> nope. I say nope, or I say yep. yep. <laughs> and that is the official review of Monthly Movie Marathon yep. for the movie Nope. Yep. As you could tell from the last episode, we are big fans of Jordan Peele as a writer and a director. Jordan Peele, who comes from Mad TV, yeah. Ian Peele, Comedy Central, hilarious comedy background, incredibly intelligent. Funny guy, often works with Keegan-Michael Key. Side note, he could wreck me. Yeah, you're a Jordan Peele. <laughs> oh, oh, Keegan-Michael oh, Keegan Key. Michael Key. Oh, he is beautiful. He is oh, a beautiful I got man, nothing yeah. against good old Jordan Peele. No, but, but if it's between the two of them, I'm going- Hence my initial reaction where I was like, oh, oh Jordan Peele. I'm going for, I'm okay. going for Keegan-Michael Key. Understood. Uh, Keegan-Michael Peele, yeah. Keegan-Michael Key. Keegan and then Jordan Peele. Peele. <laughs> you know what? That's how much I want both of them. Keegan, Jordan, Michael, Peele, <laughs> just, just smash them together. Just smash them together into uh, one beautiful, funny, handsome man. I've got two holes for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm so sorry. sorry. No, don't. No, I'm not at all. No, you're not. <laughs> don't apologize ever for that. Um, the Q&A, people know what, people people know know what, what I'm at. expect at this at. point. Yeah. But- Obviously, Jordan Peele almost shocked the world when it was announced that he was writing and directing a horror film. Yeah. Now, to the level of horror, no one really knew, but we knew the movie was called Get Out and it had a pretty horrifying trailer. And once again, as we praised his name in the last episode, Jason Blum giving this man $15 million to make Get Out. Well, 
Did he give him $15 million? Because I think the budget was only like $4.5 million. Oh, maybe it was five. Sorry. I've written that down wrong. It was $4.5 million. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I have I have read that wrong. But this was one of those films that like I remember seeing the trailer. And again, from memory, the trailer doesn't really like it gives you a lot of like, what the fuck is going you on? You have no it idea. It doesn't really tell yeah. you much. Yes. And Which is a common theme with Jordan Peele's yeah. trailers. And this played from memory, this played at Sundance in yep. January of 20, uh, 2017. 17. And then came out in cinemas, I think, like the month late. Like I remember seeing it in March. Yeah. I remember seeing it in early screenings in March. So it came out in February in the States. Yep. It was then, I think, late March. Like I think so, yeah, yeah. So Universal basically gave two screenings for this. So they did a, a general screening closer to its release date. Yep. But they played us, they gave a... Special media screening much earlier. Ooh, okay. So kind of like around the same time as it was getting released in America. So we got ah. to see it before it was kind of like spoiled for got, everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was fortunate. Cool. I was fortunate enough to be Go invited to the media screening. The media screening. Um, and I could not sing the praises of this movie enough. Yes, but at the same time, I was like, I'm not telling anybody anything. Because this movie doesn't come out for another month. Yep, for sure. I don't want to be that person who spoils everything, but I just want to be like, can people go see Get Out when it comes out? Because I want to talk about it. And much like like many movies, the less you know, the better. Oh, absolutely. I'm I I am so thankful that I went into this being like, I have no idea what's going on. Oh god, yeah, and because it pays off in a psychological thriller. Yeah. It pays off as a horror. It pays off as a drama. It pays off with its social commentary. It pays off with its writing, its directing, the acting, because like everything in this movie is And fantastic. then even though on rewatches, you know certain things, I would hate to watch this film a first time knowing yes. where it goes. Absolutely. Even yeah. though you are looking at certain, like when you know where it goes, there are so many... <sighs> There are so many lines of dialogue and so many yep. images that you're like, oh, yes. it's like it's literally right there. Yes, the the rewatchability or the rewatch factor of this film, yeah, is phenomenal. So, because I hadn't seen this film in a like I've, um, I bought like I bought this on Blu-ray, and it probably been I'm gonna say it's probably been about like a year and a half since I've like watched it. I, I hadn't. I'd watched it before I saw Us, right? Which was 2019, so for actually, about three I was years. The, yeah, yes. Yeah. So maybe I actually, yeah, maybe it was the same for me because I know that I've bought, like, I've rewatched it since I bought it. I actually yeah. probably did watch it just before Us, so it's probably been longer. Yeah, about three, three years, years. It seems like. Um, yeah. So rewatching it was incredible, amazing. And we did like I messaged it's, Nick and yeah. was just like, "Get out!" is fucking and incredible. Then as soon as I watched it, I was like, "Oh my god, this, this movie is, is fucking incredible!" Yeah. Get Out, 2017, critic score, 98%. It was, I remember it was on 100 for so So long. long. And then then someone someone had to go and drop it. it. Yeah. Uh, Audience score, 86, which uh, I I can understand that because this was was marketed as a horror horror film. film. And as much as it has horror elements, it does have a lot of commentary. It's a, yeah. As we said, this film essentially created the word woke. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so I understand 86. 
A young African-American visits his white girlfriend's parents for the weekend where his simmering uneasiness about their reception of him eventually reaches a boiling point. That is a great way to that's summarize That's a great way to film. summarize that, it. I mean, that's why the, the people at Universal are paid to write those summaries. Yep. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya. <sighs> this is his American breakout role. He's yeah. a British actor. This was his role where everyone's like, oh, this guy's fucking got something. Then he was nominated for an Oscar for it. Which I remember watching this film like in February. And but being like so happy, but being incredibly surprised yep. that the Academy because the Academy for the most part go with pretty generic. And this is like, something we will talk about in the next movie. Um absolutely. Yes. But they go with so many like yeah, okay, that's obvious. Like yes. we get it. Them nominating Daniel Kaluuya in Best Actor and then nominating this for Best Original Picture. Picture. And then Best Best Original Screenplay. And awarding it Best Original Screenplay. Incredible, right? That's when you just go, fucking hell, Academy. Sometimes you do- You get it right. You get it right. Sometimes you just fucking get it right. Like this script is incredible. And it's, it's exactly what you said. On first watch, when I saw I saw this at the cinemas, loved it. Yep. Loved this movie. Walked out. It's the same as you. Could not sing its praises any louder. I've rewatched it twice. Like watching it the other night mm. was the second time I'd watched it since the cinemas. Yeah, it gets me every time. Yeah. whenever I hear a line of dialogue, I'm like, "You motherfucker, yeah. Jordan Peele, you son of a bitch, motherfucker!" Like you have planned this whole movie oh, out. It's perfectly. it's so like yeah, you realize none of it is. Accidental. Oh my god! Like so, for me, so obviously, you know, we have Daniel Kaluuya goes with his um, girlfriend's played by Alison Williams, who's so who is fucking. Fantastic. I'm telling you, we'll. I mean, obviously, we'll talk about yeah. more about the second. She deserved a fucking Academy Award. I, I agree as well. So Daniel Kaluuya plays plays Chris, and Alison Williams plays Rose. Rose and, Armitage. And Armitage. We get that she's introducing him to the parents. Yep. There and like and he says, you know, do they know I'm black? And which yeah, yeah, which is a great which is a open like it's yeah. it's a soft open to the social commentary, yeah. which is a good I feel like and I know this is I know this is coming from like a white guy, mm. but like the on ramp of social commentary in this film is actually really great because yeah. it's it's accessible because I know it's so easy to criticize a film for beating you over the head with its yeah. social commentary. Whereas I feel like Jordan Peele was aware of this yeah. and he's just gone bit by bit yeah. by bit. So by the end of the movie, you're like, oh shit, yeah. like this is awful what is happening. Cause like, like as he said, he's like, do they know I'm black? And I like that early on when we are just like looking at these yeah. couple happily yeah. together, how she's like, why would I, why would I invite you? Yeah. If like, and, you, they weren't and then okay you sort of it, yeah. go, yeah, that's actually like a really good point. Like she's not, it's funny to say, oh, she's not a fucking dickhead. Yeah, even exactly. Though, yeah. You know, but Where, yeah. how she's, you know, and and then the first time that on rewatch that this film really made me go, okay, it was, it's really planned the way that all these characters have certain actions is when they're driving and they get they stop because the deer they hit a deer they hit a deer which yep. I'm also part of me also thinks is like was planted, planted. yeah right okay interesting yeah could okay. be but I guess there is that little yeah the I don't shot know. later on in the film yeah okay no nah, I get it I get it um and how you know the cop they 
call the cops just to be like, we don't know what's going on. Like, and he says, the number you call is animal control. Yes. Like, you know, yep. and he sees Daniel Kaluuya and says, can I see your ID? And she being what you initially think is a stand up girl for an act of, of her being white going, he wasn't driving. Like, why, why do you, you want to see yep. it? And she argues with the cop and she's like, no, no, he doesn't have to show you anything. He was not driving. And then you can see the cop having that thing of Back like, away little, all right, yeah. I, I don't need to get into this because like, yeah, yeah she is right. She's and right. I, and it's I'm not, not and worth I'm, the I'm not going to go up against a white woman. No. But <laughs> what I love is on rewatch, you realize she's telling him, she's trying to stop the cop looking at that. She doesn't want a paper trail. Exactly. Because they'll go, because exactly. they'll go, oh, when this guy goes missing. When they put, when he puts it through his system. The last Chris bit, Armstrong is missing. They'll go, oh, Rose Armitage was the, was the first person, was the last person to see him. Yep. Like, and that's fucking brilliant. Fantastic foreshadowing. And it's so like, it's when you, because they do so well to make you think that she is yep. just the yep. most stand-up loving girlfriend. And she plays it so, fucking incredibly. I mean, and, and we'll talk about it when we go later on the film, but her switch oh. when the reveal happens that she is in on this whole plan with her family is it makes me scared of chicks. Yeah. <laughs> and then just really just dropping ahead as well. There's that. So there's for, for like three quarters of this film, she is the supportive. Yep. I don't know what's going on. Girlfriend. Yep. Then when she shit get, hits the fan, then, is willing to go, yeah. like to leave. Then with there's Chris. the flip of that; she's in on all of it. Yep. Then one of like the most unsettling scenes is Ugh. when she's on the phone to Chris's friend, to Chris's friend, to Rod, and she her voice is the concerned girlfriend. Oh, I don't know where Chris is, and her face is just Straight. stone cold, dead in the eyes, and you realize it's like she can just. Switch it on. It's, it's a horrifying, horrifying scene. I know we've just jumped no, oh, really right. forward, singing but, I had, the but I had to talk about because she's brilliant. Daniel Kaluuya deserved his Oscar nomination. Hundred percent. Alison Williams was fucking robbed. I think she was robbed. Yes. I think she absolutely deserves. Like, what, yeah. what the nuances that she puts in this performance? Yeah, for sure. And on rewatch, you just go, "Fuck, yeah. amazing." Anyway, I'll well, let you talk now. <laughs> <laughs> I want to jump back to the opening scene. Yeah, which I believe is iconic in horror films. It's a one shot. It is Lake Heath Stanfield mm-hmm. uh, who plays Andre, who is walking down the street on the phone to his friend being like, I don't know where your fucking house is, man. Yeah. Like, I cannot find your house. And this car just sort of drives past him, does a U-turn, starts tracking him. And he does the, the best thing where he's just like, nope, yep. fuck this. Yeah. Just not turns yeah, around. Not in this, not in this white neighborhood. No, he's like, this. I'm not going to die today. And then here's the car stop as he crosses the road sees the door is open, kind of looks around, gets strangled from behind, which again, more fantastic foreshadowing of the brother. Yeah. Who you don't know it's, you do not know it is the Armitage brother played by Caleb Landry Jones because he's in a mask. But when he's at the dinner table talking about UFC and his addiction to martial arts and jujitsu, you go, motherfucker, he's the guy who's kidnapped- because he, he uses a chokehold choke to to, uh, get, to take Andre down. Oh my god! That scene it's it's in one shot. It's incredibly tense. Still has a little bit of humor in it as well. Yeah, because like, the, his, like the, his his little like. Comment. I remember the when he goes fuck this. Yeah. Our cinema laughs. Like yeah. our cinema cracked up. Because it's like it's it's like that going against that yeah. trope of like when people are like yeah, alone. Hundred percent. You just go get the fuck out, and that's why yeah, he's, he's just like, like yeah, no, nah, fuck this, fuck this, yeah. I'm out. 
Uh, and then quickly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think that he was like? Do you think that he was like Rose was on the like? Do you think she kind of lured him to that neighborhood? Like, do you think he was going to see her? Like, I, I know. So I think the brother just abducts okay black people. Okay, I think Rose has fun with the because as we see the reveal later that she's done this many I mean, times, before many many times with men and women. Yeah, has has lured black men and women into this living yeah. hell. Cause on rewatch, I sort of thought maybe it was like a setup. He was like, going to visit her. He was going to visit her. She was like, Hey, come see, you know, and that's why. Well, cause, yeah. cause the, the, what I'm thinking is happening in the timeline though. I believe. I mean, that, that is sort of happening that is, simultaneously. Like yeah. she's already been with Chris, Chris for a while. Yeah, yeah. I just thought she could be doing no, it, it on the, on the side. But nothing's out of the and fucking you know, realm. Because as we see what she's movie. capable of. Yeah. See what they're all fucking capable of. Yeah. And for me, that's like, that's such a bold opening scene. Mm but then Peel backs it up with the rest of the fucking movie, yeah. which is incredible. The opening theme song is yeah. horrifying. Yeah. The <sighs> Sicky, Sicky Lisa. It, just very disorienting sort of music uh, that I really enjoyed. Uh, and then we get into the, that relationship stuff and then they which hit is the deal. so well played. Like oh, it's yeah, so yeah. natural. It feels quite natural. Like you believe real. that yep. these two people are like, four, you know, as you said, they're five months, sorry, yeah. five months in. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Four months, five. Like you believe that they're yep. just into each other. And they've hit the deer and they're at the house now. And I do love the throwaway line in the car about how like, my father's probably going to tell you he would have voted for, for Obama, Obama for a third term. And then later on, Bradley Whitford's like, you know, I would have voted for Obama. And you can just see Daniel Kaluuya just sort of just go there and like, there it is. Then da- there's a quote of Daniel Kaluuya's uh, where like, I'll paraphrase it, where he was basically like, I have been at parties like that. Yeah. Where people are just, they just, white people say to him, oh, like, like Obama's like, the best yeah. president. And it's like, whether you believe it or not, it's like, are yeah. you only saying it because I'm black. he's and, a black man? Um, yeah. I read about this, like Bradley Whitford, when, who plays um, the- Rose's dad. The father. Yeah. Dean Armitage. The patriarch of the the family. family. The Um, medical doctor as well, which comes in. Which comes in handy. Yeah. Um, He said that when he he read the script, he like read that line and thought it was a genuine line. Like he thought the character was being genuine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he sort of said it and then he was like, he didn't realize that it was, it was yeah. going to be like, technically it's a comedic line yeah, yeah, yeah. because it's like, oh, the dad's just pretending to, you know, yeah, yeah. but he said like, no, he's like, when I was reading it that far into it, he's like, I thought this dad was just being a yeah, stand up yeah, guy. And then you sort of, happened. yeah. And then when the Twitter, you go, oh, okay. Yeah. You're like, oh no, you're actually a piece yeah. of shit. But I remember when I first watched it, I sort of thought, oh, that's I thought genuine. the dad, like, yeah. as she said, he'll probably say it to you. And you sort of think, well, maybe he believes it. And because yeah. like, He's like, oh, the one thing I'll say to a black guy is this. Is, yeah. But he still, you still think, you know, he probably is a guy that would have voted for Obama. Yes. But yeah. he's just got now a reason to say it because he's like, I'm with a black guy. I'm with guy. a black guy. You and know? I can like how he always say says now. like how she's like, he's never said my man. That's right. Forever. Yeah, yeah. And now all of a sudden he's saying my man. And when he, like, so when he asks him how long they've been, he goes, how long is that? This thing. This thing. It's so awkward. And it, and but it works. And it's written so well that you can laugh at it. Like yeah. you're laughing at it because you're like, why are you doing this, Bradley? I like, will, why, yeah. why is you have to be like this? I will say as much as there is comedic moments in this film, 
Oh, yeah. I do not believe this film should have been nominated in the comedy category. No, for the Golden Globes. No, no. no um, but they did say that they put it in there because they had they knew that they had a better chance. Yeah. Um, Which then sort of just takes yeah. away all. But yeah. that was that's sort of one thing that I'm like, I don't agree with it. Because no. this film does have, there are fucking funny, funny moments. moments all the way through. Lil, Lil Ray Howry. Lil Rel is the absolute pinnacle of comedic relief in a And the fact movie. that his crazy ramblings is actually, is really like literal. And he's like, they're abducting black men and making them sex, sex slaves. slaves. And it's like, that's pretty much what's exactly happening. Exactly what's happening. Like they're, they're hypnotizing them, abducting them and making and them sex slaves. And some of them being used as sex slaves. Which it's is just hilarious. But yeah. Um, he, and he's great with his rents. He works, uh, Lil Rel Howie uh, works for the, the TSA, TSA. Which has a pretty, I mean. The payoff at the end. The payoff at the end. And that's, that. that's funny. Yes. But I don't believe this film is a, comedy. a comedy. No, no. He is no. comedic relief yeah. in the horror film. And but maybe he does you can, it so well. Yeah. And maybe you can look at it as, as comedy in the fact of what it's commenting on. Yeah. And be oh, like, God, oh, yeah. it is actually yes. fucking hilarious with all. Well, you know, but yeah. overall, when it was nominated for comedy, I was a bit like, you kind of, yeah, mm, really? it takes a lot of the validity away. Yeah, from, from but I mean, the validity was kind of taken away when from, nominated the fucking tourist, yeah, from, you know, and <laughs> everything. Anyway. Yikes, Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Eh? Anyway, uh, so Lil Rel's fantastic in the film, and I read that a lot of his lines were improvised. Yeah, like I can, him just, and yeah, because he's and, so good. And at I it. can also imagine John Peel just going, yeah, just go, just for have it. some fucking fun with it. And he was saying was. that the scenes where Daniel Kaluuya and Little Ray Harry are talking on the phone together, yeah. they're actually actually talking to Jordan Peele. Ah, so it's so Jordan Peele is still giving yeah. them the lines and they're actually yeah. on the phone with someone. Yeah, but yeah, they yeah. weren't on the phone together. But That's it's like awesome. but he wanted that to help them so it seemed like a genuine conversation. So you didn't have that weird like yeah. voiceover, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. which yeah. I thought, oh, that's that's pretty cool. Well, it works. It fucking yeah. works. Uh, and then, so yeah, with the deer, the ID, he's at the place now. And then the, the, the well, there's the house tour oh, yeah. sort of that where a lot of foreshadowing happens. The yeah, the moment a when lot he, of so when he walks into the kitchen. Yep, and well, he walks past the photos and says, "My dad was just beaten by Jesse by Owens. Jesse Owens." Never got over it. Never. Yeah. So that's the line when so you, the day he died. Yeah, was so always that's, and mad that line that is second. obviously kind of seems a bit yep. throwaway. Yep. And then when they walk into the kitchen and he's like. This is where my mum used to be. And he's like, we keep a piece of them in here. And then Georgina is standing in there. And again, just seems like a very throwaway, throwaway line. Like, oh yeah, like has the memory of his mum. Yes. When you realise when he says, I have a piece of them in here, is because Georgina the maid is the Literally mom. the mum. Yeah. And um, we will reveal. Yeah. yeah. And later uh, on. didn't get over it till the day he died because the yeah. groundskeeper is the grandfather. Yes, yes, which is fantastic. Which comes, which comes. Uh, there's a bit more obviousness with it later on in the film. Um, another throwaway line, which is a bit more sinister, mm. is the dead deer analogy. When Bradley Whitford's character Dean is like, "I'm glad you hit that deer. You know what? One deer down, a hundred thousand to go." Yeah, and you kind of go on rewatch when you know their view on oh, black, black people, people. You kind of go. Oh yeah, you're not talking about deer. You're you talking sick fuck. Yeah, uh, you're like you're the epitome of white power. Absolutely, and yeah. and and it's the fact that Jordan Peele can hide it so well for a first viewing. Yep, and then make it so obvious, obvious on the second oh viewing, and yet still not diminish any of the entertainment. No, yeah, nothing. I I've always loved Get Out. I've always thought it's brilliant, but it's never been one that's sort of always stuck around. I don't I, like I, it's. <sighs> I don't know how to explain it, but 
this watch for me made it a five star movie. I'm the same. Like, like I loved this. Movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, I like, I gave it, um, I gave it like a glowing review when it first came out. And yep. I've always thought of it in high regard. Yep. So I'm like, why don't I, I was like, why don't I like watch this yeah. movie more or, but then it's weird watching it going how much, like the dialogue, how much it stuck. Stuck with you. Yes. Realizing yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know, when they walk in and go, here's a piece of them. You just go, oh my God. Or, like you just. They walk yeah. past the basement door. It's like, oh, there's black mold in the basement. You can't go down there. Yeah. So it's like, it's obviously keeping him out because it's black mold. But then yeah. you're like, why would you say black, black mold? mold? It's just so, there's so many great little pieces and of then, the puzzle. And then we get into the mum being um, a therapist. Yes. Um, and, 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 a hypnotist. and using hypnotism. Yes. And. You know, they say, "Oh, um, Daniel Kaluuya's character smokes." So they yes. say, "Why don't? Why doesn't she help you? Why don't you try the hypnosis? Because because it ha- they were, did it on Dean on um, um, Riley Whiffett's character." Um, yeah. And again, something on rewatch is like she's not mad that he's smoking in front of. Like she's not mad that he's smoking in front of her daughter. Yes. She's mad because it's like, if you smoke, you're diminishing your body and then your body yep. won't be as yep. um, attractive to potential buyers who exactly. want to essentially to harvest your harvest body. Harvest your body. Yeah. Because she, yeah, she uses that. She's just like, you, like it's my kid. You're smoking in front, in front of, of my, my kid. kid, which again is in a fucked up way. Like your child is an adult now yeah. as well. But then it's like your child but, can make their own yeah, decisions. But then you kind of realize but then, yeah. because they, they seemed also tethered together. Yes. And that's not meant to be like a reference. To a fun on. little foreshadow for um, the next movie. But we're basically Jordan Peele with these segues. Yeah. But you, but you realized how oddly yes. tight knit they are yes. and how dysfunctional they are. Really are. And a lot of that comes through like Catherine Keener is fucking <sighs> incredible in this movie, but a lot of that dysfunctionality comes through in the dinner scene with and with Caleb oh Landry God, Jones, that's, who's a bit drunk. It's so uncomfortable. So fucking uncomfortable. And that's when he talks about his jujitsu and his UFC. And that's when, when Daniel like, Kaluuya is like, I did judo as a kid. And you can sort of yeah. see like how he's like, oh. basketball, you play basketball? And he's yeah. like, no. Oh, he does say basketball. Yeah, he goes, do you play football, baseball? He's, he's like, like basketball. And then he talks about judo. And you can see when you on rewatch, you sort of see them all kind of go, so he's a basketball and he does judo. They're like playing he's, around with like who they can and then, sue to him to. And then Caleb Lane Jones talks about like if you really pushed yourself, your genetic, your genetic makeup, makeup, your body, and you can sort he, of. And he then says Daniel you'd Kalu- be a fucking beast. And Daniel Kalu is just uncomfortable because he's like, you're just like kind of profiling me. Profiling you're me. profiling me because I'm black. But yeah. then you realize, you know, J- Caleb Lane Jones is like, oh, if we give this body to someone like if we the, push it to its like fucking the, limit like, yeah yeah there's no well, telling what we this thought he wanted to use it for himself and i kind of still think i still think well, that's the, what, what the intention the was sold, it sold me in the auction scene yeah when he was disappointed that steven Root's character i, I genuinely yet, think that he was like you're my so he like, can be a fighter and, yeah, yeah yeah i that's what i think as well that yeah, it fucking was, incredible. That Caleb Landry Jones was like so I, subtle. Yeah, I but want this body. Yeah. It also reminded me that Caleb Landry Jones is just fantastic oh in gosh. literally everything he's in. And we can just say, wow, the Forgiven, which came out, yeah, recent, last month. Yes, yeah. Fuck, he's so good he's in that movie. In and if you haven't well. seen Knit Room, seriously, watch Knit Room. Oh, I know that it's amazing. a horrible, horrible um, story, but it doesn't glorify it no. in any way. And he is, and he is phenomenal. So fucking good. Then after the awkward exchange at dinner, mm. the horror starts kicking in a little bit. Yeah, it's this is when it. Yeah, this, this is when it kicks in. He goes outside. Uh, uh, 
Daniel Kaluuya's character goes outside. Chris. For, for a cheeky smoke. He wants to go out for a cheeky smoke, but then something catches his eye mm. and someone is sprinting towards him at full speed and the music sting plays, like the strings go nuts, sprinting, and he notices it's the groundkeeper running straight, straight for him. him and then curls off. like he, Almost like he's doing a 400-meter race. Yeah. Interesting, that. Yeah. Uh, and he's weirded out by that. And then he, as when he turns away as he's looking at that. Oh, my God. Georgina is in the window staring at her reflection. Her, but her eyes are just her like- eyes are crossed. Yeah. It, they look fucked, it's to be fucked. honest. That and shot that shot, like, that shot scared me more than the running. The, the running. Yeah. And so he does the- uh, uh, She does the hair twirling and she's like dazed looking at herself. But you realise like, she can't- on? She's actually looking at her reflection herself. because it's so dark outside and the lights are on inside. Yeah. All she can see is it's herself. Her reflection she can't see and that, it's that like, Chris is looking at And her. you're a bit like, oh, it's- why is she doing that? And then you sort of realise she's admiring her, her like beauty her again, beauty which because, is what the grandmother wanted. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, running because the grandfather is training to, yeah. he wants to be so faster than Jesse. So if it isn't Jesse, completely yep. obvious, the grandfather and grandmother are dead. Their brains have been planted, planted into in the, the bodies, bodies of these new people. Of the groundskeeper who, and the servant. as we learn later on, were ex-lovers of the daughter, daughter who yeah. basically goes out and dates black people. Yeah. For her, for her well, family and her yeah. family's rich friends, the rich friends to, to, to auction to and, and auction. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, then we get really deep into the movie when he walks back inside. Catherine Keener is there with her cup of tea, and he sits down, and we sort of unlock a little bit of Chris's trauma. Can I just trauma. say I love the um, the like metaphor of the fact that it's a silver spoon. Yes, it's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's like again. It, Oh, it's just a spoon. And then you're like, no, because silver, sp- like born yeah. with a silver spoon Every, is like a rich Everything thing. is so well thought out um, in this movie. This was the scene, like when I was re-watching it up to this point, I was like, yeah, Daniel Kaluuya is good. But I'm like, oh, then I'm looking back at it, I was like, maybe like, did he actually deserve an Academy Award? Yeah, yeah. Sunk this the play scene. scene. I Sunk, was like, yeah. nah, yeah. Sold him. This, in- is a, this is the scene according to IMDb trivia that got him the role. Yeah. Him sitting and having very little dialogue yep. and just the, like, for me, it was when, so she's basically kind of investigating about what, like, what trauma do you have? Yep. And he mentions, you know, his mother passing away and that he didn't really do anything when he heard that she passed away. He was just watching TV. Just watching TV. Yep. And she she brings that up and... Sort of challenges him. Why didn't like, you do why anything? Didn't you, why didn't you call nine one one? His reaction to that, where he's like, "Yeah, like you can see him being like, don't do this." And then yeah, it was like, like, "He's not here to unlock this shit." And he, yeah, and you can kind of see him like, like he's like kind of like laughing because he's like, "Why it's, are we talking about yeah, this?" And it, it's like, it's almost, one of those laughs where you're like, "I, I don't want to do this, this right and now." And yeah. then, like, he just there's this look on his face. And it's like five different emotions in one. Like it's you can see him processing incredible. everything. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when I just went, no, no, yeah, he, does, that's he deserves that. He deserves this, yeah. And then the whole time Catherine Keener is doing the hypnotism trick where she's scraping the spoon on the inside of the teacup, making this sort of scrapey sound that he's focusing on. We see in another great bit of foreshadowing his hands picking at yeah. the chair. Yeah. Uh, which comes back later quite oh, in a quite an amazing so way. So well. And then 
she gets him. She like it's like a fish to bait gets him, and she goes sink into the floor. And he's like, "What?" And sink. Oh, the fucking the verberation on her voice when, when she says, says sink. sink. Oh, and then boom, and he just yeah. it's this beautiful visual, this horrifying but beautiful visual yeah. of. And it could his have, body falling in a space like, and it could have been really, really cheesy it, yeah, if yeah, it yeah. was like when you when you describe it and you're like, oh, it's him falling in space, and then there's like a little square with it's, her. It's like a screen that he's watching. That's his eyesight. Like it sounds weird yes. when you watch it and just go, it's fucking. But again, beautiful. it's on the rewatch when you're watching. You're like, oh, he's just in his own consciousness. That's, like that's, he is trapped in his own. And consciousness. like that's essentially yeah. what what they've the done harvesting is because they talk about it saying we can't remove your brain entirely. You're just a passenger yes. in your own body. You need, you need a we, functioning we body. Need, like we need a little bit of your brain to yep. still move your body. Yep. But, and you can, you can still see everything, yep. but you just have no control. I wrote, yep. And then essentially that's what it is. He's like sinking into and his sunken place. It's horrifying. Looking up going, oh shit, I have no control right now. And that, and that became such a huge hit in pop culture. Like the sunken place mm. was, was like, Immediately part of the zeitgeist, yeah, in the best way possible, and it's it's a horrifying scene. But then Chris wakes up, and he he's telling he's telling Rose about the bad dreams that he's having mm-hmm. and and whatnot, and it's just an incredible, and incredible that, moment. When he's talking about it, I, I remember when I first saw it, you kind of think, oh, did it actually happen? Happen? Like yeah. you're not sure? Yeah. Well, it could be passed off as a dream sequence. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, and then you know, Chris is already like incredible. Like he's. Not remotely comfortable no, at this no, point. No, not at all. Then we get them having like breakfast and it's all very, you know, oh, like I slept last night, blah, yep, blah, blah. Yep. And then they mention the party. Yes. And you go, and then Rose being like, oh, is that this so, weekend? This, like again, the same day she, every year. But she plays it off. She plays like it off she's so completely well. forgotten it. Yep. And the party basically is just... All white, white on white on white. Rich and white. And... This party is not a party. No. Pete, it's an audition. Yeah. And it is a creepy, very cringy, but in a well-conducted way. Like it's creepy and cringy because Same. like, because you have like a woman literally going, oh, is it true what they say about black men? And again, you could, and you can watch, you can just pass off no, as like, like, oh, this oh, is just a really yeah. ignorant person. And like, oh, it's just playing into that whole like stereotype. But then but on, you, you realize she's like, well, you see who's next to her, her husband on an oxygen tube right. in a wheelchair. So she's probably just like, well, I want my husband to, to get into that body. body and he's I'm probably got a huge dick, dick is what she's and he, thinking. And it might be like, It'll rail the fucking Senate. shit out. Yeah. yeah. And then the other one is the the golf. The, he's like, Are you a golfer? He's golf. like, Oh, I played once. I was pretty. Like, show, and then immediately, right. show us your form. It's like, yeah. fuck. And it's like, Wait, what the fuck? But then like, that's such the a comedy rip. plays into be like, He loves Tiger. Yeah. That's, oh like, my God. When know, they say, He's like, Yeah, I have met Tiger. And that's yeah, kind yeah. of like the, it's like the Obama thing. It's, it's the like, Obama they, all, thing they've, all they've got to say is like, Black golfer. Tiger Woods. Tiger. Yeah. And then, so, and that, that whole scene plays out in a comedic way, but its undertone is the fact that this is. Chris unwillingly auditioning his body to potential suitors. Yeah. His uncomfortableness leads him to a meeting with Stephen Bruce. Which character. is like quite a it's actually quite a nice it's quite a nice little scene because is, Steve, a, because Stephen Root seems like he's like a genuine dude. Like he's one of the he's few He's away from the crowd. He's like one of the few white like white people who isn't just judging him by the color of his skin. skin. I mean, he is 
He is. He's blind. But he's, yes, yes. But he, and he says, I'm an, I like, and Chris knows who he is. Yes, yes. he's an art dealer. He's an art dealer. And, and he's Chris like, being the a irony pho- is. And Chris being a photographer, he's like, yes. you've got a great eye. He's like, I'm aware of the pho- the, the irony, irony that I'm a blind, blind art, art dealer. dealer. But he's, he talks to Chris like he's a human being. Yeah. That's the, the, the it, immediate difference. And then it kind of makes Chris like sort of go, oh, maybe I will, like, maybe I will put up with this a bit more yes. because he's like, someone he there likes, is someone, you know, but it's, yeah. And then he, he then has a little bit of sense of security when he sees our friend Andre. Andre well, yeah, the reveal is great because he yeah. sees another black guy yeah. at the party and he, wa- he literally walks over him. and goes, man, it's good to see another brother. brother. Turns around. And it's Andre. Andre without a beard. So at first you could be like, like oh, oh yeah. this guy looks familiar, but I don't know. And, as, and even though the, the opening sequence, like we didn't get much from no, Andre, no. we understand that his demeanor and his, yes. his, like his vocal pattern is yes. completely different. Exactly. Yeah. And he talks to Chris in a very, Oh yes. It's very good to see he's like, you here. He was yeah. telling me how comfortable he yeah. was now that there was another man. He's talking color. like an old white man. Yeah. Which is how he's talking. Is because he is. And then the icing on the cake is he, Chris goes to fist bump him and he does that awkward hand yeah. grab. And then Daniel Kaluuya the, is just like, what, what the, the fuck, fuck is going yeah. on? Anyway. And then it was not anyway, but after the party, mm. he, he's a bit more weirded out. He goes upstairs to his phone, sees that his phone is, well, even yeah, before yeah. that, as he walks upstairs, the party stops. Oh, that's, that is, everyone like, goes, that's such quiet. a great and like needle drop moment. And then everyone's just staring up on the roof, like yeah. waiting to see, see what, what happens. happens. Cause that's when you realize, Oh, everyone's here for Chris. Yeah. Everyone like, is at that here point, you were already kind of like, yeah, they seem to be. Like, this is weird. Like, they, they're, they're obviously on. interested in him. It's weird. Yes. But then when he it's walks up. It's almost a up, real Stepford Wives yeah. sort of moment. And yeah. then when they walk, well, he walks upstairs and they also, that's when you just go, yeah, this is some weird, like, this is some weird body harvesting cult shit. Cult. Yeah, yeah. And he goes up to the phone to talk to Lil Rel Harry, realizes his phone's been unplugged. Yeah. Because they made an obvious point of him plugging his phone in earlier yeah. in the film. Um, makes a phone call to Lil Rel Howry, who is like, man, they're, they're going to, yeah. he does the sex slaves yeah. thing again. And then they talk about Andre. Yeah. And he's like, oh, there's like this brother here who like kind of looks like him. Well, see if I can get a photo of him. Yeah. Uh, there was, a, there's a confrontation with Georgina about the phone getting unplugged. Which is another great, like, um, <sighs> yeah. foreshadowing of who she is because he's like, I didn't want you to snitch on me. And, and she, she goes, goes snitch? snitch. And he says, um, I can't remember what he says. He says another word. And then she goes, Oh, tattletale. And it's because you realize she's so like, old. <laughs> God, she's so old. Like she's so old that she doesn't understand what the word snitch the means. So yeah. she says tattletale. And that like that whole yep. interaction is well, because that's when we first see the, the straw that's breaking the camel's back. Yeah. And there's a little bit, of Georgina, well, whoever Georgina is deep down inside, like, she really is, comes through. And there's a brief two oh. or three seconds where she's there. And then it gets repressed by Georgina. And then, yeah, and then she says, the, no, the no, no, tear, no. The tears falling down her eyes as she just says, and then, no, 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 was used yeah. in the trailer yes. of just her going, no, 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 no. And it's so like unnerving so because unnerving. that's almost like, it's almost like the mother. Yeah. Is like saying no, 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 no. Like well, that's like, what I assumed like, this time around. Like, she's talking. Like, she's like, like, you're not coming back yeah. out. Oh. And Chris goes outside and tries to take a photo of Andre with his phone, 
the flash goes off and it obviously triggers something. Yeah. It, it, it almost like the, wire, like it, it, the wiring yeah, breaks. Like, yeah, it, break, it breaks them out of their slumber, essentially. Nosebleed for Andre and he just runs up to Chris and goes, get out. You need to get out. Like his the vocal things like changes, at, demeanor changes. And then when Daniel, uh, when Chris. This like, is a scared man. And like when Chris um, tells this back to little Ray Howery, yeah, he's yeah. like saying it was, he was like, I didn't recognize Andre. It was a different guy. But he was like, but I recognized Andre when he came to me. He's like, this is a different person. And it's incredible how. Well, like Keith Stanfield. Like he's just, yeah. he just goes for, and then they take him away and they talk yep. about it being um, epilepsy. Yep. And how he walks back out and he's like, I'm very sorry to have scared, scared everyone. of you. Yeah, he's, he's back, back to weird. that weird white man voice. And Daniel Kaluuya is just like, yeah, like, and Whatever. then, th- and then he takes Rose aside and he's just like, this is where we need to go. Yeah. Like, we need like, to leave. I, I don't feel and comfortable And he's like, here. he's like my brother's, he's like my cousin's epileptic or my brother's. And he's, that wasn't he's like, epilepsy. that's not what it is. Yep. And like, and then Rose is receptive. She's like, like okay, yeah, all right, and we, it's, we can go. At this we point, like, go. at this point, you're still like, oh, maybe she doesn't, like, you'd think she doesn't know what her family's yeah. doing. Yeah. Like, it's incredible that, she, like, the way that she's able, like, because she's fucking psychopath. Yeah, yeah. And there's been all, like, and I remember there were interviews where they said, oh, but maybe she, like, wasn't she, like, was yeah. she hypnotized or was she, and she's just gone, no. Rose is just a vindictive, sadistic person. There is no- In a family yeah, of- There is no, sadists. there is like no reason, like she wasn't abused. She wasn't no. hypnotized. It's nothing. She's just a bad she's person. Just a bad she's a like, fucking person. And she's basically telling like, it's okay. Like, she's like, you know what? Some people are like this. Yeah. There's not a reason behind it. No. She's just terrible. She's just a bad fucking human yeah. being. Because then the needle drop, the big needle drop moment is that when they're packing the bags and she's in the bathroom packing- there's a door, uh, a little storage door yeah. that's slightly open. Chris goes in, he finds a box, and there's all these photos of Rose with, with a black partner, with a different black partner, with a different black partner, with Walter, the groundskeeper, with Georgina. Georgina the maid. And it kind of, something, so, uh, something like, clicks with Chris, but it doesn't fully form yet. Like when you first saw it, yeah. did you assume... She was in I on it. I assume she was in on it. Okay. That that to me was like my needle drop moment. I was like, oh fuck, she's behind yeah. this. So when Chris didn't realize, I was like, oh fuck. I was like, he's walking even further into the trap he's trying to get. A part out. of me was like, maybe the hypnotism thing will come into it now. And uh, I thought perhaps right. she, thought she might like, be hypnotized. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's doing all of these things and her family like are taking her partners away. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And they're like, she's not because He's, you know, he comes out of this little room. He's like, we've got to get out of here. And then he, that's when he says, Rose, let's get the keys. Let's go. And she is still very like, okay. All right. Like, she's like, I'm very she's con- concerned. concerned. And he's like, come on, let's get the keys. And she's like looking for the keys. They go downstairs. You know, they go downstairs. This is when the family are like. Caleb Bailey Jones is there with his lacrosse thing being real threatening. He's like, oh, fucking. When he like swings at him and, and he, he moves dodges. Back. Oh, fucking amazing. And the family and like the. Mother and father are both there, and it's like this is when well, you feel like that's one of my favorite shots in the movie. Like Bradley Whitford's doing his like cringy monologue by the fire, but like it's supposed to be like that. Yeah, and then Catherine Keener walks out like the matriarch. Yeah, and it's like this is going on for too long. Wait, this is time to like do. this is being we're being silly. And now. Daniel Kaluuya is screaming at Rose. Yeah, screaming at her to get the keys, and he's, and then he just he screams, screams, and then he just goes. 
where the keys rose. And that's when she just goes. She's had them in her hands. And she, oh. but like her, she's like. The, the face just. And she just holds them up and she's like, you know, I can't do that, babe. And then what oh. fucking creeps me out is yep. when it cuts back yep. and it's Daniel Kaluuya in the forefront. Yep. And she's, and then she just waves at him. Yeah. And she's like, you're fucked. Like, it's you're basically fucked. like, you're, fu- you're like, fucked. And then when he. You've then, been ruse. Then when she makes yep. them. Then when the mother then goes sink, goes back into the floor, and, he, and Rose when he falls, like but when Rose says, "You're one of my favorites," yeah, I, I know. was like, "Fuck!" I was like, "Fuck <sighs> you!" And she that's, is so good, and at that's it. when you're like, "I like you already wanted the mum, the dad, and the brother to die." Yeah, this is you're when you're like, like nah, all four, full, like all four of you, all four of you, yeah. fuckers to die." And thankfully, Jordan Peele knows how to give us a fucking horrific ending because from here on, <laughs> the film just, is just like, it ramps itself up. It, it goes insane. So Daniel Kaluuya is now trapped in, in the basement. Yeah. He's tied to a chair. A video plays that oh, basically, that, that gives away, well, not gives away, but reveals that the father of of Dean. Uh, the, the grandfather of, of the family. The grandfather of the family. Uh Basically feared his own mortality, yep. but also respected the genetic makeup, makeup of, of black people yep. and decided and created ultimately a surgical procedure that could take the parts of the brain of the white person that was consciousness and cognitive, uh, you know, consciousness and memory and all that yep. and put it into a black person's body yeah. uh, called the coagula. Coagula. Oh, and that, and like that video has a very yes. tongue in cheek. It's you like know, the because, 80s infomercials. Because then, of, at, yeah, like, yeah, then yeah. at the end of the video, it's like the grandfather, the grandmother, um, yes. Catherine Keener, Bradley yeah, Fluff, yeah. and like the young yeah. bros, and they all walk out and it's like, behold the coagula. Like it's really yeah. like, okay, this it's is real but, but it's also like, this is some weird cult shit. It's, that it, would, it that turns would, real cultish yeah. really, really fucking quick. Yeah. So they they uh, watches the video and then the teacup plays again and yeah. then falls asleep uh, in the chair. And then we get a great scene of Rod, Little Real Harry. Yeah. Trying to explain to the police officer, who then brings two other police officers I, in. I, that was such a great reveal. How she's like, I need to grab yeah, someone so to talk about. He this. says, I think my friend's been abducted, and I think it's white people, and they're getting black people and they're making them sex slaves. And then he says the name, yes, of um, um and he says the Armitages, yeah, yeah, Armitage. yeah, yeah. and that's when she goes, you see her. It's like her face. The cop he's talking to, her face changes in a way to be like, ooh. I've heard about the Armitages before. Like, let yeah. me get two people. Me, yeah, yeah. So then it cuts back to him explaining it all over again. And you sort like, and you sort of think like, okay, we've gotten to, like, we're getting to a point where the, yeah. the cops are going to be like, oh, I mean, we know about we're this. We're on to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like, oh, the sex slaves and, and stuff. <laughs> like he he loves Harper. Like, he explains sex it. And then just her, her just going, you see her face turn and she's like, no, don't tell me I don't do yeah, anything with you do, right? And they're just pissing laughing. themselves laughing. So he goes, all right, I need to work Fuck, this yeah, out. So he, he goes on his own little side mission where he's looking up like any black people who've gone missing yep. and so where they've gone missing and whatnot. Yep. And at the, at the same time, we sort of see the, oh, well, we actually even skipped over a scene, the silent auction. Yeah. In which we find out that, Stephen Root has the, the, bidded for the blind Stephen Root has Stephen bidded, has bidded for, for, for Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah. yeah, and we will say that um, this this scene that I was talking about before, where Rose is like the two people in one, yeah, is at this towards the end of the film where he goes like he calls Rose, little Ray Harry calls Rose because he's like, I know you're fucking lying to me, and he wants to find out. He's like, No, I'm. I've been worried yeah. about Chris too, but but. 
dead. But yeah, and then that's when she says, he could have called an Uber or something. And that's when he's like, oh, I know this bitch is lying to me. <laughs> and then he's like, I'm going to record it. But then she starts like changing up being like, yep. I know that you want me. And that's when he's like, oh, fuck. Like she's fucking yeah, good. Yeah, she's yeah. fucking good. Um, <laughs> he's fucking he's great. He's so great. Um, and then because we've got Daniel Kaluuya, like he's um, been scratching the, the arms of the chair. Yeah, yeah. And he pulls out a little bit of like the, the fluff inside. Yeah. And you yeah. sort of at first are like, what? Like what does that have Why to do with anything? Why is this important now? And then yeah. he has to, and then he, he's told to, Sleep again, so he goes back to sleep. And then Caleb Landry Jones like comes in because you realize the procedure is about yeah, to we, happen. Yeah, we start we start seeing the beginning of the procedure yeah. for Stephen Root. Which is like probably and this is like the most like violent the film's been at this point when Absolutely, we see yeah. like the head like we don't really see it's behind a surgical screen, but a bit of blood. You do see like the, a bit of blood And you do see it. like the top of the head being That's right. dropped that into is true. a bucket I forgot about and that. stuff. Yeah. Um but yeah, Stephen Root's on the ready on to the, go. Ready to go. Caleb Landry Jones picks him up, but because Daniel Kaluuya is a smart little cookie, yep. he's put the fluff in his ears so he doesn't so that go way to he sleep. So he couldn't hear the teacup. Yep. And fights Caleb Landry Jones. Yeah, well, hits him over the head with a little bocce oh. ball, which is brutal in itself because then he hits him a couple of times so after that, that. So that in scene, you just go, okay, this is where you're like, it's starting to get a bit it's, violent. It's, it's now. ramping. We've had, we've it's had, ramping we've had a bit of a head cut off. We've had <laughs> Daniel Kaluuya like smash Caleb Landry's head with a, a ball. B- bocce ball. He then picks up the fucking moose head, the deer, deer head, the deer man. Yeah, yeah, rams yeah. that into Bradley Dean Armitage. Yeah, Dean yeah. Armitage's <laughs> like fucking neck, neck. kills he him, bleeds out. He falls over, which then drops a candle, which yep. lights the uh, surgical the room. room on so you assume yeah. that Stephen Root is just going to die. Well, well, he's yeah. probably already like he's well, he's out. sedated. He's yeah. gone, and he's so gone. you assume that the whole basement area is pretty much yeah. going to light up on fire. So then Daniel Kaluuya is like, all right. He's running up the steps and we get sort of Caleb Landry Jones coming back. Yeah, yeah, he comes back all of a sudden. Um, he gets then fucking <laughs> yeah. booted in the yeah. face. But again, it's off it's like off screen, yeah. but you get the 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 noise, the noise of it. The face yeah. crunch noise. Yeah. No so he fair. basically bashes Caleb Landry Jones' head in. Yep. Then Catherine Keener. Keener comes out. Yep. There's I love the shot where they both look at the Teacup, because yeah. she's like, this is the only way I can. I can stop it. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, they run for it. He kn- knocks, knocks it off. It over. She stabs him in the uh, hand with yep. like a scissors. Yeah, scissors. Yeah, yeah. He then basically is like, he's probably running on that much adrenaline. He's like, I don't fucking care that I've been stabbed. Yeah. Turns his hand around and like pushes pushes it, it into, into her, her face, uh, into yeah, her yeah. eye. Yeah. That scene like is not. I thought that was going to be a lot more violent than it was. Yes, I know. What like you it mean. happens yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of off screen, and then we get him. Like on his, you know, on his way out into the world, calls the police, but then gets. Um, so then, yeah, then Rose comes out with a gun. With a gun. Starts she, shooting. Yeah, because she's just like. But her most psychopathic moment comes oh, just before right that before. when she's eating the Fruit Loops out of a bowl and then a glass of milk oh. next to the bowl. So like, yeah. Fucking weirdo. Because I actually read about this. He said, John Peel was like. It has nothing to do. He's like, this wasn't like a psychopathic tendency thing. It was, he was like the idea, he's like the idea of milk is yeah. gross. Yes. Yeah. It's like, you think about it. It's like, it's, it's like liquid 
from, from a cow's, a, from udder. A cow's yep. udder. Yep. He's yep. like, it's a gross thing. And he's like, yep. and he's like, that just seemed appropriate for, for that moment. For that moment. That's fair. And I love that as that moment, she's eating Fruit Loops and then drinking some milk. She's looking at top, <laughs> top yeah, NCAAP prospects. So she's basically looking for her next black yeah. boyfriend. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but we have this like <laughs> climactic moment of, you know, Daniel Kaluuya. So he, the grandmother, uh, Georgina. Georgina, yep. Is in Comes, the, yep. Gets in, in the car gets with the car, him. But she's been knocked out. She's been knocked point. out. The, and then the um, grandfather. Walter. Walter running after him as well. Yep. This all then, you know, comes together with the car being crashed, Georgina dying in the car accident. Yep. Chris getting out. The dad basically running at him. Yeah, grand, grand the granddad running at him. Sprinting at him. And Alison Williams rose following c- with the coming gun. back out with a gun. Yeah. And because Chris has remembered that taking flash photos is what- So he's getting strangled yeah, by Walter at this point. Essentially yeah, yeah. takes them out of it. Yep. He takes the photo as he's being strangled, knowing that it'll jolt. It'll click Walter out. Yeah. So Walter then being- Smart enough in his time of yeah yeah takes the gun off of Rose. He goes, he goes like, let, let me do let it. Me do yeah, it. Yeah. And she's like, I've probably got no reason to. But she's also like, that's my granddad. Yeah, I have to listen uh, yeah. to him. Yeah. And he shoots Rose right in the fucking gut, and then shoots himself in the head, which is a pretty graphic, yeah. brutal moment. Like it's 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 almost like a okay, that makes sense, yeah. but it's very shocking when it happens. And at this point, you're like, well, I don't know what's going to fucking happen now no. because like. She's not entirely dead. No, because she wakes back up and then Daniel- Try, she goes for the gun and he's and you're like, you're a fucking bitch to the end, She's, aren't yeah. you? So then he gets on top of her, strangles the shit she out of her. Initially sort of does the yeah. Chris, it's me. Yeah. He strangles her. And then her face changes oh, again. The face where she like it's just almost, she's almost her, like smiling. And she's just through. like, fucking do it. Yeah. Then <laughs> you hear the siren, like the Police, police sirens. sirens. And you're like, oh. This is where my heart, when I first saw it, my heart sank. Yeah. Because I was like, that's going to be, because he does, like he calls the cops. Yeah. Yeah. And you think there's, he's in the middle of a street strangling a white woman. Uh, yeah. And he's Fuck. in probably the whitest neighborhood. Yeah. Um, And it turns out to be Little Ray Harry, T.S. Motherfucking, motherfucking A. a. Coming to the rest, coming to the rescue. Handle shit, Um, and it just then, and they drive off, off and she and she bleeds out and dies. Um, The original ending, yes, the original ending that was written and filmed, yeah, Jordan Peele was that it was a police officer and Daniel Kaluuya is arrested for murder and put into prison. A very dour ending, which I think undermines everything that happens. Well, well not necessarily undermines, which is it's obviously a very realistic. It's because yeah, like Jordan Peele. That was the intended ending yeah. where he goes to jail. Little Ray Howery is like, why aren't you fighting this? And he's just like, it's they're done. Because he's, he's like, me, yeah. but he's like, they're not going to believe me, but he's also like, but they're not going to be able to hurt anybody anymore. Yeah. He's, exactly. like, it, he's yeah. like, it ends with me. Yeah. And Jordan Peele sort of, by the time this movie was coming out, there was so much already like black violence <sighs> yeah. that he yeah. was like, no. Nah, Black audiences deserve deserve the win. Deserve the win, hundred percent. Which is why he changed it. And it's, it's kind of like, like I feel like the original ending. It's still like I feel like it would have flowed with the film. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I am glad that it got 
the ending it did. The ending it did, yeah. I can sure. only imagine how much applause that got in the states. Oh god, with I a know, with right? a black audience. I, I, can, that, I reckon that would have been like T S motherfucking motherfucking a. a. Yeah, <sighs> it's a five star movie. It's so great, it's and it made and it incredible. fucking went gangbusters. Made a shitload of money. Won an Oscar. Nominated for four. Yep. Unbelievable. Like, yeah. It, it feels like it, it, that just doesn't happen with these kind of no, movies. So I'm no. really glad that eight months after it was released, they were like, let's Still do it. Let's, talking about it. But also let's do an, an Academy Award campaign now. Yeah. Fucking amazing. And then in two, 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 two. Indoor. I was going to say 20, then I went to go two. Uh, so in 2019. Well, in 2018, a trailer comes out. Right. Yes. For a little movie called Us, the Jordan Peele's follow-up. I remember the trailer got dropped around Christmas Mm. and I watched it and I went, holy shit, I can't believe he's done it again. Because this was an early 2019 release, wasn't it? Yeah. March, uh, March, April, I think. Yeah, Yeah, March, yeah, yeah. Uh, The trailer for this, for us, is phenomenal. Oh, it's so good. It is arguably... Like one of the like one of the best trailers I've seen. Yeah, the use of music. The I've got five on it. Slowly turning it. into the, oh, the main yeah. theme of the the movie. The complete ambiguity of what's going on. Yeah, Lupita Nyong'o acting a fucking ass off. Like incredible. So when this movie rolls around, I'm like, this is probably my most anticipated movie of the year. Yeah, 2019. Us comes out. Critic score 93. percent Yeah. So five percent under Get Out, but also ninety three. Yeah. Like it's still fucking high. Yeah, audience score sixty. Wow. Yes. Now, I will say this: in two thousand and nineteen, yeah, little Nick walking out of that cinema would have been okay. Sixty percent. Okay. Yeah, I get that. Okay, that's how I feel. Okay, I. <sighs> I don't want to blame anything for making me feel like this, but I'm going to say it. I saw this movie after not sleeping on a 16 hour flight from Europe, got in at 7 a.m. Brisbane time and then went to like a 10 a.m. screening. Oh, fuck. And watched okay. it. Okay. But I still enjoyed it. Yeah. Right up until one line. We're Americans. And then I went, huh. Okay. I don't know where we're going with this. And then everything that happened after that had me more perplexed Mm -hmm. than enjoying it and understanding it. However, (laughs) I watched it again for the first time since the cinemas. Right. And while it's not perfect and while it's not as good as Get Out, this movie is fucking incredible. Yeah. Uh, See, This movie is incredible. So I saw this at the media screening. Yep. Um, I, yes, I was the same. I was very, very excited for this because of get out and the trailer for this was insane. Unbelievably good. I was like, Oh, Lupita Nyong'o is going to creep me the fuck out the way that they showed some of the, the The footage of the trailer. And I, I mean, I was a lot more receptive (laughs) to it than you were. I walked out of this. I, I gave this five stars. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, and I stuck, I stuck. Out of curiosity, what did you give Get Out? See, when I first saw Get Out, I gave it four and a half. Yeah, okay. No, that's fine. Um, but it's, it's, it's grown. It's grown. Yeah. Um, us, and then rewatching it, it's still five stars to me. This movie's fucking incredible. And it's one of those movies, again, that when you know where it's going, yep. 
on rewatch, you yep. look for everything. And, and this film has I found everything. this film drops nuggets and imagery all throughout. All throughout. It. And but also I think this film is also more of a horror film. This is more horror than get out, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, a family's serene beach vacation turns to chaos when their doppelgangers appear and begin oh. to terrorize them. Again, great way to explain. Great way film, to explain it, but also gives you completely nothing about the foundations of this movie. Yeah, because I like I remember in the trailer it was like you know they talked about it's us. Yes, they yeah, and they show they show and you show that there was doubles, the doubles but yeah. you're like oh I don't know how how this works how this works, and then when the film reveals to you what it is, have, you're like. Oh, oh, that's fucked up. But also, and the I, way it shows it, but also, is fucked I up. wouldn't fucking put it past American to do to like, do this to do, to do something like this. Yeah, um, obviously. And the the movie opens with the text of the mm. there is subway like subway lines, mine shafts, all this unused areas underground. Yeah, that no one has been into. Yeah, and that's all it tells you. So yeah. you're like, oh, okay. And then we get the Hands Across America promotion. Which is like... Which, like so this was a real thing yeah, as well. Like Hands Across America is a real thing. And when you put it with this, you're like, oh, it could be so on the nose. Yes, yes. But, but Jordan Peele being Jordan Peele gets, makes a, gets away with it. But it, it, at the same time, it wasn't as on the nose on the second time around because I realised, oh, that was what she saw as a kid. Yeah, like that's like what that's I mean. Formative like, for like her. The, yeah, yeah. yeah, like I think that's why it's not on the nose yeah. because it's like that's all she's seen. All she's seen. That's yeah. all she knows. Yeah, but like I know what you mean though. But in the in the in the context of like literal shadowing yeah, and, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, um, and what it does. Yeah, at yeah. The end of the movie. Um, but like the opening to this film, real like pretty much sets up that you know that there's like you know that there's something to do with like doubles and well, yeah, like, we, we see it straight away when it's a young, uh, Lapid and the young character when she's a child, uh, Adelaide. Yes. And she's at a fair at Santa Cruz on the Santa Cruz PR. I was with, very, very, very happy that my man, Yaya Abdul-Mateen II. Yaya Abdul-Mateen II. I was like, Hey, I was like, there's a sexy. I knew you wouldn't have been upset no, with that. Man. I was, when I rewatched it, I was like, Wow. Did you realize it was like, was he someone you'd had noticed in 2019 already? Because uh, I mean, Aquaman. Aquaman was 20 at the end of 2018. 2018 yeah. um, it, like, he was someone that I noticed when I watched it yeah. in 2019. I was admittedly a lot more taken with Winston Duke's thighs. Yeah. Man's thick. Oh. Three C's. Man is thick. So I knew Yaya was. Yeah. In it, but he didn't really leave an impression mainly because of Winston Duke. But so then rewatching it, I was he's like, worked his way up. Yeah, and then rewatching it, I was like, oh, because it's obviously Yaya. between us and now, yeah, Yaya has become yes, you know, yeah. And so the opening scene at the Santa Cruz Carnival on the beach, and right from the get go, I could already tell how much. Uh, Jordan Peele has progressed as a visual director. Oh yeah, because Us is a sharp looking movie. Get Out doesn't look bad. No, Don't get, me wrong. get Out looks uh, good. Us is, but it feels like there yeah. is money behind. I like, us. Yeah, that's like Get Out is like yeah, you did like you made a really, really beautiful film with for four and a half million. But Us is like oh, this is like this looks fucking yeah, good. This is like a slick ass movie. Yeah, and Adelaide walks away from her parents. Uh, and as it's starting to rain on the beach, she runs into a obviously. House. For the 80s, politically incorrect vision quest. Yes. A, a Native American 
uh, vision quest hall of mirrors. Walks in there, she gets lost looking for the exit. Which would be my nightmare. Oh, God, yeah. Getting lost in a hall of mirrors. Fuck it'd that. be my fucking nightmare. What would even be more of a nightmare is then running into- Yourself. Yourself, which they cut away at the perfect moment. Yeah. When it's her eyes widened and she's she's super scared. Yeah. And then we get another like prolonged creepy song. Yeah. Uh, opening credits, which this time felt a little bit excessive when I was watching it this yeah, time. I was like, but uh, it's, it's like, a little bit long, but yeah. it's, it's forgivable. But yeah. I was like, okay, we can wrap this up. It's like, I'm okay with it. And then we get uh, Lupita Nyong'o, uh, Winston Duke, and their two children. And they're traveling into the, the Santa Cruz area. I'm not yeah. too, I'm too familiar with the geography of it. Yeah. Um, For a little family getaway. Yes. Um, yeah. With, you know, the, the dad, like the dad's got a boat. Yeah, he's bought the, a boat for the family. He's trying to, you know, they're trying to make it a good vacation. They have horrible. They have horrible friends, <laughs> played by Elizabeth Moss, who and is fucking great, great in this film. But and she, I love Tim Heidecker. I'm a huge yeah, fan of Tim and Eric. But she's just like she's an insufferable person. And and that's and that's like the whole point. And of that's the movie yeah, because that, the whole yeah that as we dive into it, you may yeah. guess, but what racism was for Get Out. Yeah. Classes is what it is for, is us. for us. Yeah, and so there's this obvious disconnect immediately that obviously Winston Duke's bought the boat because he has friends. Because the first thing they talk about when they all meet up on the beach, oh, you brought the boat, and he's like, "Do you have this? Do you have this? Yeah. Do you have a flare gun?" Nah, and you'd fucking forget the flare gun, you yeah. stupid motherfucker. And then like, like, and then Elizabeth Moss is all about like, I'm just gonna get a bit of a touch. Like, she's all about, her, yeah, she's had the cosmetic she's surgery, surgery and, stuff. and yeah. and then you know she has the and then. The kid, like, and the kids are, it's like, you can see how the kids, like, treated differently. differently. Like, Lupita Nyong'o is very much trying to, like, you know, like, ground the kids and, like, keeping it real. Yeah. Whereas Elizabeth Moss is all about, like, you know, like, the kids can do whatever they They want. Yeah, her her twin daughters are doing, like, cartwheels. They're, like, in bikinis showing off their bodies. Everyone else is dressed up. Um, And before that moment, we kind of get a weird vibe from Lupita that she doesn't want to go to the beach for some reason. And she doesn't like the people. She doesn't like, but that whole car ride into the beach, she's staring at the carnival area and sort of like, oh, I don't want to be here. And the first sort of instance that there's something not quite right with Lupita is when, you know, all like she's trying to get the kids like, you know, let's, let's have like a fun car trip. And the five on it, you, I got five on it. Plays, plays, and she's like, "Go on, like try get and, into the rhythm, like try and find the beat." And she's like clicking off beat. off beats, yeah. And you can see the son like kind of looking at her a bit weird, but also like, "All right, I'll he's just." Like, and then he gets into he the, gets yeah. into it, and like you're just sort of thinking, or maybe he's just like, "Oh, my mom's like uncool or whatever." Yeah, yeah. And it is kind of such a little yeah. moment that you like. There's an even smaller moment before that yeah. when the whole family are eating. Burgers and chips and takeaway fries, and she's just eating fruit, yeah, and strawberries, yeah, which yeah, is kind of great yeah. as well. And there's a few other moments where she doesn't understand words or phrases of yeah. things that you pick up, and you're but like, it's, okay, and it's, it's so subtle, yeah. And because on first watch, like you're not thinking what the ultimate reveal is at all, no, no, like, not at all, no, because because you're just trying to be like, where is this movie going? Yeah, because yeah, you know sure. that, like, you know that there's going to be something to do with. Doubles and double yes, games, yeah. and you're waiting. You're ultimately waiting for that to come. Look, up, so you're ultim- not paying attention yeah. to everything. And ultimately, we'll say it that Lupita Nyong'o, who <sighs> we c- follow through this whole movie, yep, yep. who is like trying to look after her family and everybody, 
from the doubles who were trying to murder them. Yeah, is because at the beginning of the film, yeah. Lupita Nyong'o was essentially swapped with her double. Yeah. So her double like chokes her. Chokes her, led her back down to this underground city of people that are all doppelgangers. Doppelgangers of, of people up who in. are the tethered. Yeah. yeah. They are they are tethered yeah. to their their counterparts so, up, yeah. uh, in the world. So like essentially right now in an underground city, there is a Nick and there is a Peter yeah. that is sitting opposite each other. But they wouldn't be necessarily. But they don't have co- like proper cognitive yeah. function. Yeah. They don't have the ability to talk and speak English. Yeah. They're they're very fucked. Yeah, sort of thing. Um. So the whole film, Lupita Nyong'o is essentially the te- like is essentially like the bad version of her. Yeah, like you like, would call. Well, it's funny. It's funny you say it like that because like, there's a great line. Yeah. When sh- when the Lupita, like we'll call it Adelaide, the one we know as Adelaide. There's Adelaide and there's Red. Red. And essentially you're led to believe Adelaide is always been Adelaide. Yep. And, and Red Red's has always, always been Red. Red who but, is what, tethered, yeah. but what really is, is like Adelaide is, is, is the original Red. Is the original tethered, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And Red is the original Adelaide. Adelaide. But because Adelaide, because she grew up at such a young age, she yeah. was swapped. She's learned to sort of. Well, she's, yeah, she's, she's been taught. Like, she's blended. Like and she's, they, they played yeah. off well because obviously she came up and she didn't talk. They say that, They yeah. said she had PTSD, she had PTSD from a traumatic. But it's because she, she traumatic, actually yeah. couldn't talk. She couldn't and she had to learn English. Which is a great way of doing and that. And so, so it's like, which is why when we meet all of the tethered, yep. Red is the only one that Who can, can speak. speak. Because she was able to speak as a child before. She, yeah. So there's a great line from Adelaide who gives her side of the story. Oh, it's, yeah. Where she ultimately, but it, it's great because I I believe that she believes that, is that she ran into someone who looked exactly like her and she got scared. However, when you see it occur later on, there is a maliciousness. There is oh, such a yeah. maliciousness in the face. So it's kind of great that that's, yeah. that's how it occurs. But uh, there... They're on the beach and we see the the dynamic between, you know, rich white family and, mm. and not poor, but like, you know. Oh, like, yeah, you wouldn't say it's seen as, yeah. as, as less. As less than, yeah. Then there's a great moment where the son uh, goes to the bathroom and as he comes out, uh, on, sorry, I should say, on the way to their beach, there is a dead homeless man being put into an ambulance. Mm. I'm like, don't look at that. Don't, don't look. It's a dead person. Yeah. And then as he comes out of the bathroom- he sees a man standing on the beach, his arms outstretched with blood dripping off. And we see that it's the same man. Yeah. So we, you can kind of go, we know it's a double from the trailer, but like, if you're watching this movie the first time, you can go, Oh, is it a zombie? Is he like risen from the dead? Yeah. Shit. They freak out because uh, the son's gone missing. They find him and, and then they go. Yeah. And Adelaide is like, don't you ever run? Like, yeah. Cause she's like, Basically, looking at like, you could, look what happened. Like, look what happened to me. Like, like she, she has her in, experience. In her mind, well. she's like, that's what happened. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Please don't ever do that. Yeah. So she, they go back home, and that night, <clears> they are paid a visit. Their son comes in and goes, "There's, there's a, a family, family in our driveway. driveway," and they're like, "What the fuck?" They look up, and sure enough, beaming light behind them, and sh- it's silhouette shadows, and it's them, and it's them in a horrifying scene where they trying to get into the house. Winston Duke's top <sighs> doppelganger is trying to smash his way in. Uh, the son is sort of like, has like these almost like chimpanzee characteristics where he can yeah. climb trees really fast the and he walks on da- all fours. The daughter's fight. Like, okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll get this bit out of the way. Yeah. Lupita Nyong'o was robbed. She should have been nominated for an Oscar oh, for this fucking is, film. Yeah. 
I'm sorry, like Jewel roll aside, she is brilliant in this movie. And like as brilliant. and as red. Like the scene when she's talking about what's happened and her vocals. So, pattern. and we, we should talk about that as well because she talks like this. In, yeah. Because she was strangled as a yeah, child. child. Yeah. But to maintain that voice and to make it creepy and still manage to have like inflections. And you also like, and then you, Holy and shit. you feel like, and she's not just like, like it's so easy to, I know that I said like the bad, but yeah, it's not that. And this is going to sound. I know. So, I know what you it's mean. Not, it's, it's, and it's going to sound so weird for me to say it's not that black and white. No, but but <laughs> yes, it actually mean, yeah, yeah. is. Like it's not because yeah. it's like you feel like you really feel yes for red for red. Yeah, like because you and like she's do, like they're doing horrible things. It's yeah, and you but you realize why it's like they've essentially like it's our revolution now. Yes, like yeah. we, it's our time to well because that and that's the way I saw it as well. Yeah. Is that red who obviously was original Adelaide? Yeah. It has been plotting her revenge yeah. for so long. She's, she's like, like, I, I, this I, was my life. Yeah, I was stolen. Like, I was me. robbed of a normal life. Which is the social commentary on classism. Yeah. Is that someone else comes in and takes all of your privileges and your rights away and like, as if you're not going to fight back yeah. for them. But thinking, but they're thinking, well, you're not going to do anything about it because you're yes. weak. And in this case, like you're underground. You're like, underground. You eat rabbits. You can't yeah, talk. Like whatever. You've like the the government has essentially designed you yes, yeah. to not leave to not down leave this there. area. Like you're yeah. And the fantastic part is it does a great way without telling you of showing that these these tethered feel pain. Mm. They're they're the way they can taught themselves and the way they move. They they are not comfortable with the way they live. Yeah. And and this is all sort of quasi explained in this horrifying scene where the family's trying to break in the doppelganger family yeah. is trying to break yeah, into like the house. Lapid and Yongo like explains it all. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's, but it doesn't feel like oh great, we're just getting this to catch. She reveals it without revealing yeah. the fact that they are they swapped. Yeah. Man, which is even better. Like, yeah, because yeah, at that so point well. you're still not thinking you just think it's like this. You think, yeah, you think, she, yeah, you think she's has, just yeah. like an angry doppelganger. Like you don't, you're still not under the impression yeah. that, oh my God, you're the fucking daughter that's yes. at the beginning of the film. Absolutely. Yeah. And then the whole second act is basically the horror movie part of it mm. with great jump scares, great tension, a bit of slasher in there. Um, um, the family trying to escape the house mm. from the doppelgangers is so intense. I love the scene where they go to the, Elizabeth Moss and yes, Tim, that's oh. and because that and then that's like how the like yeah, Elizabeth the Moss, house, like yeah. Elizabeth Moss is like um you know like the the daughters get fucking like stabbed in the neck. Well, that that the best part about that bit is that we see that from outside the house. Yeah, like yeah, it's a very it's violent scene. The doppelgangers, the doppelgangers come, the twin doppelgangers come and kill the twins. Yeah. Um, Elizabeth, and it's then like brutal and bloody. But like, but what I love is like when Elizabeth Moss, who's like bleeding out. Like is like crawling, yep. and she yells out to like, essentially it's like Alexa. Yes, and she's like Ophelia. They and call she, it yeah, yeah, Ophelia, and she's like Ophelia, call the police. And then <laughs> it goes playing "Fuck, Fuck the, the police, police" by N.W.A. Like, it's just and like that's Simon like Jordan Peele. You're like, yeah, that's fucking great. It's brilliant. Uh, and then and then going back to your your original point from a few points ago about the daughter of the family, yeah. Zora. Yeah, her as the doppelganger. Shahadi Shahadi Wright is her name. Mm. Holy shit! Yeah, it's 
it's the no it's, eyebrows, but it's how wide she opens eyes. Yeah, yeah. And it's the smile, the grin. And like, oh, and her, fa- and her face is about- like, and she's always like slightly like looking down so and to the side. Yeah. So her eyes are more like, like looking up. Yeah. I, and I feel bad for doing this. So when I was watching this movie, Rhiannon had fallen asleep on the couch. So Rhiannon does not like horror films, hates horror films with a passion. No. She watched Get Out. <laughs> Can't wait for- She's um, watching The Black Phone with us. Well, she has watched The She Black has, Phone. when this episode has come out, she has watched The Black Phone. As of recording, tomorrow night, she's watching The Black yeah, Phone. But right now- and she's been as, forced yeah, to go right now, as we're talking about it, she has not seen it. And we're kind of- Hates We're films. kind of like, oh, this will be fun. Hates horror films. Yeah. Watched Get Out though because she loves it, but also Get Out, yeah, as we said, like exactly, not, yeah. And and I was like, I'm gonna watch Us, and she's like, okay. She was already uneasy because she didn't like the trailer, right? And so she's like, I'm just, I'm gonna go on the couch, and she'd have fallen asleep by this point. Like she'd actually like when this is when you had a couch. I was watching. Yes, yeah, <laughs> before I lived in a home with no lounge. Uh, in fairness, like after a whole day of moving house and packing, I was watching this at like 10:30 at night. Yeah, okay. So fair that she'd fallen asleep. Yeah. Anyway, she woke up. At this point where the doppelganger of Zora is staring the family down in the car and telling us why. And she was, I just heard her. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, that is probably the last thing you want to wake up and yeah. see on yeah. your fucking television. Yeah, right yeah, in front yeah. of you. But she, her, the physicality, cause obviously she's a, a sprinter. Yes. As yeah. Well. Which so the physicality is scary. The way she runs directly at the and car. Like basically and runs over the car. And basically like when it's like, yeah. How uh, Lupita Nyong'o, Basically, like, does her little, like, go get them and just, like, like clap claps. And, and she they runs. Just, and they, like, she oh. runs. The, the, the dad who's, like, Winston Duke's doppelganger is just, like, a big, like, Frankenstein yeah. sort of thing, like, the way yeah. he moves. And the other little kid is, like, as you said, he's, like, he's a like little a monkey. like a chimpanzee yeah. going around, yeah. Oh, fucking creepy shit. And then, obviously, yeah, then the Tyler family, Elizabeth Moss, Tim Heidecker, and the twins get brutally mm. murdered. Pretty brutal. Very fucking violent. But I liked that. I liked that, like that it, yeah. Jordan Peele sort of went a little bit more into yeah. the slasher like need, Yeah. There's a fantastic moment though with Elizabeth Moss's doppelganger. Oh, with the the with makeup the, in the yeah. mirror, and she's doing the makeup and the doppelganger because they don't cause obviously don't speak English as we know, yeah. and they just communicate with grunts. And then she picks up the scissors that they all have and starts cutting into her face because this is how it, they she has felt the pain, pain of of all Elizabeth of fa- Moss's facelifts and Botox yeah. stuff, and she's she sort of and she's smiling through yeah. it, and it's fucked and it's because, wonderful. Yeah, because you're like. Because she's like, well, Elizabeth yep. Moss feels uh-huh. happy when she, after yep. she has this pain. So therefore, I get yeah, it's that's it's fucking so unsettling. It's and it's brutal. So this whole Tyler family gets murdered. Uh, Winston Duke successfully murders his doppelganger. In a nice little boat, a boat <laughs> in the. But even that that scene, or well, when they cut they, that segment of the film within the movie. Mm feels like it's so tense and long. Like it, it goes on for so long yeah. before he actually gets to kill him. So there's so much tension there. The Tyler family gets murdered. And then we're, we're in the daytime now. And the family have successfully evaded most of the family. Can um, I also oh, yeah, just say, yeah. I love when horror movies move things to the day. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like we don't have enough daytime yeah. horror. You know? I mean, best example is Midsummer. Yeah. Yep. All set in the day. Um, and I agree. And because there's still, they still pull off a fantastic scare during the day yep. that I'll bring up. Um, they, they kill Zora, the, the daughter, yep. the, her doppelganger. Uh, and so it's just the I, son. I kind of like how it's almost like a bonding experience for the family when they're like, we kill the dog. Like it's yeah, yeah, yeah. like, they're all very like, like happy. It's, that it's, that it's, that it's, that it's, that it's, 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 it's
eerily touching moment when uh, Adelaide, Lupin Nyong'o's character, goes to check on the tethered. Mm. She's dangling from the tree and she's not dying and she's sort of like grunting and she can't kill her. Yeah, because it's like- Because it's one of her own. Essentially one of her own, yeah. Which I thought was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, And then we're in the daytime. But initially you play that off like Adelaide just being like a carrot, like almost like I can't, can't. like I don't have that in me because for so much of the movie, she's not- That's my daughter. Like she's not the one- she never has an ag- like she has an aggression towards them because of yeah. like you're hurting my family, but yeah. it's more of like she's like I'm I'm it's more like I'm like, me, I'm worried like yeah she's worried because I'm like the truth is probably this close exactly. to coming out exactly yeah. yeah it's it's always protecting her family and her yeah, yeah, yeah. self self interest and then they're driving along and in front of them is the sun. Mm. And the son has had this this obsession with a magic trick with fire mm. throughout the whole film, which has had an effect on his doppelganger because when a fire has gone wrong, it has burnt the doppelganger's face and he wears a mask, a mask for that to cover reason. It, yeah. So he's in the fire and Lupita Nyong'o, Adelaide, gets out of the car to go confront the doppelganger son. Mm. And then in a great understated Star Wars reference – because the son wears a Chewbacca mask throughout the film. Yeah. He yeah. says, it's a trap. Iconic Star Wars line. <laughs> and you realise that there's gasoline going under their car and the son's about to light it up. To, to light it up. To blow them. To blow them up. But then the son realises that he can control his doppelganger. Yeah. And he starts just walking backwards with his arms open. His doppelganger opens his arms, starts walking backwards. And walks into. Walks into a fire, fire and, and kills his doppelganger. Yeah. Brutal scene, but very, very well done. Which leads to a fantastic scare because who is standing in plain view the whole time but in in sort of like the shadows of a car Mm. is Red. Yeah. Who comes up and abducts the sun and runs away. Which now Adelaide realises she must go back down into that underground in order to get her son back. Because I kind of love like – because you're looking at it going, but wait, like why – like why can she do that if Red hasn't done it but you realise because she – Red is like they are untethered. Re, yeah, red is like independent from her. Red, red, red is not the tethered. Yeah, yeah, red is untethered. Yeah, which is explained down there in that bottom bit, which I thought was fantastic. Like very well explained, in, or at least I noticed it more the second in time. like such a basic, be- but, be- yeah, beautiful, yeah. Oh. but brutal. Like yeah, descript like with the da- like the dancing and the fuck. Like, yeah, it's, that scene. Is, and I should point out at this point while they're out in the day, loads of people are dead. Yeah, so like, cause like the tethered, are, the tethered of like are out there in the open and just murdering, murdering their doppelgangers. Like, yeah. And then they're all doing the hands across America, America. thing. They're yeah. all standing and holding, holding hands. hands across America, all smiling real eerily. It's yeah, really creepy imagery. It's creepy. Uh, and I, I, I was just saying, I don't want to seem like we're flying through us because we spent a lot of time on Get Out. Like us, I believe is really great. Yeah. It's just, if weirdly for as complex as it is, feels easier to, to get explain through, than, whereas than get, get Out. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Us is, is a lot more conventionally straightforward as a horror film. It's just got a bit more convolution in its foundations. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Get Out's the opposite. Yeah. It's more straightforward with its social commentary, but there's a lot going there's on in it. There's a lot going on in The story stuff. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of people dead. Doppelgangers are out. Adelaide's gone down. And it's explained that we, we finally get the reveal that during that encounter when then she was a young girl, tethered, unte- uh, tethered in original swapped positions – and uh, the Adelaide that we grew up with, who mm. is the tethered, became a dancer. 
Yeah. And did this fantastic dance, this beautiful ballet dance, which the tethered version also did mm. down in the in the, the underground area. And all of the doppelgangers down there realized she was different and started worshiping her and praising her like a god. Yeah. And she spent 30 years preparing her revenge, getting them all red jumpsuit, gloves, and golden scissors, and ultimately trained them up mm. to go out and kill their doppelganger to the revolution, yeah. like you said. Yeah. Which leads to a brilliant back and forth like dance fight scene. Yeah. Between like the way again, fucking robbed of the Oscar. The way that Lupita Nyongo moves as red in that scene, just so still, yeah, but gracefully, but also brutal in her violence. And playing off herself. Yeah. It's that's the thing. Like oh, I, I know, right? And it's like when the Academy like tweets out things like like they they they're tweeting out a lot of stuff regarding like Tony Collette. In hereditary, and everyone's just like, robbed. no, fu- like you fucking robbed like, her stop, too, mate. Like harping on about all these performances that everyone else is like, deserve. Like Tony Collette in Hereditary, Florence Pugh in Midsummer, Lupita Nyongo in Us. Horror performances that deserved Oscar nominations. And you look at it and, and go, again. and you go, and you did it two years prior with Daniel Kaluuya, like, yeah, not taking anything away from Daniel Kaluuya, uh, yeah, not taking but, away, but Lupita Nyongo is better. Motherfuckers, <sighs> God damn it. Fantastic violent back and forth between yeah. the two Adelaide, or Adelaide and Red, which leads to Red getting stabbed. Yes. Yeah. It, which is kind of nice. It's kind of beautiful. And it's kind of sad. Yeah. That, that we kind of go, her mission works, but she doesn't get to live through like, yeah, to she, see like, it. Yeah. She, like her, yeah. She's like, it's like, oh, this massive sacrifice for everyone else yeah. to live the life that they haven't been robbed of. Exactly. Like she had, yeah. you know, so what, six, six years as a kid. Something like, like that. that. Yeah, like yeah. She and had then, time on, uh, like, <sighs> it had time on earth, but she's kind of like, she had a bit of a, like a abstract upbringing with yeah. her family. Like her father but was But she still knew what yeah. it was to be an independent person, yep. to be a kid, to be around everything. Yeah. And it's like, that was taken away from her, but she never forgot it. Yeah. And now all these other people who don't know what it was to be untethered sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Unfucking real. And and it's just a beautiful, beautiful moment. And I'm just looking, I'm just reading through the ending again here on Wikipedia because I'm like, I love the way it's revealed that Jason finds out because he's been locked in a locker the whole time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he knows everything that's gone and learns that that Adelaide, as we know, had to relearn to talk and and, and function in, in society. And she's and saves and then Jason taking one of the rabbits with him. I thought was really cute as well. But then the final shot or the final moment in the movie when Adelaide takes Jason out from the underground and they're in the car together and he's just staring, just at, staring her. at her. And, and she's and she's looking back like well, she looks back at him like concerned initially, but then she just smiles because she's also like you're not going to say anything, you're not going to say anything, and you're like and she's like and also I protected you this like because she's also probably like look what I can do. Like, do you really want to, like... I know. Do you really want to... It is so malicious. It's such such a, like, sad ending. It is, because it's, It's like... It's not a happy ending. Because these family, like, he... The family have survived. Like, and the the daughter... And, like, the daughter and the husband aren't aware of who the mother is now. It's just Jason. It's the son. And you just sort of think... Yeah, he's going to be living with this, being like, you've actually killed my real 
mother, mother even yeah. though I never knew, knew that. Her, like yeah. it's it's so, it's so yeah. It's it's but it's impactful. Yeah. And then they drive away in the car, and then you, and then we see all over America with the new, like the news news like, helicopters covering and it, smoke in the distance, and the, yeah, just realizing that the world is turning to shit. The, yeah. Like the, every like it's like a case of you either the doppelganger either kills you or you kill them. But then it's like if you kill them, you've uncovered like the this whole in disarray. Yeah. But you have uncovered this whole like government conspiracy of yeah. like holy shit! I've got a second person that's been living underground. But then if I die, this second person like, and like the world will just fucking crumble because they aren't smart. Like they don't have any functions to know what it is it's to great. survive. Yeah, it's, it's such fucked. a as I've said before, ambiguously finite ending. Yeah, like it's like we don't know what's going to happen here. But we know it's not good. Yeah. And like, I, I think, and it's that. almost like John Peel being like, that's pretty much the world now. World now. Like, we have no idea what's going to happen. No. It's probably not going to be good. And it doesn't matter who's in charge. It's, it's fucked either it's, way. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Honestly, it doesn't matter if we go, we finally got like Trump yeah. out of office. doesn't matter. No. Because someone else can come Someone's in. Someone's not going to come in and fuck things up. Exactly. And then if we can't have just the people running it either because yeah. no one will run it with everyone's best interests in yeah. mind. He's a smart man, Mr. Peel. Ah, Mr. Peel. So yes, I definitely have so much more of an appreciation of us. Yeah. I think it is fantastic. I would probably be like a four, maybe four and a half star film. I do prefer Get Out though. Yeah. Uh, But in saying that, he's two for two for me. Yeah. Really hope he gets three for three. It's like, you've got a, it's like, you've got a lot, you've got big shoes to fill fill. your your own. Big (laughs) fucking shoes to fill. So yes, Nope comes out August 12th. Australia, July 22nd in the States. So hopefully by the time it comes to Australia, you haven't been incredibly like spoiled Spoiled. of everything. Yes. And then by the time this comes out, you will be able to very soon see our interviews with, I'm just going to, you know what? Let's, let's, you know what? Yeah. We'll be able to say it at this point. We'll We'll be interviewing Jordan Peele, Danny Kaluuya, Kiki Palmer, Stephen Yen and Brendan Pereira. Yes. Perrier, sorry. Yeah. Uh, For Nope. So uh, the AU review. The Look AU out review. for those. Nova Look Stream those. Network and, yep. for myself. And then obviously they'll be on our own socials, Nick's Flicks Fix. Hell yeah. Instagram and Twitter. Rated PDG. Instagram and Twitter. Well, what do you bloody know? Another episode. Down. Done and dusted. Done and dusted. Episode DOS. Episode zero. 20. 20. Holy shit. Who Here's to 20 more. Right. Uh, hopefully 20 million more. Uh, we'll see. No, technology. <laughs> <laughs> I might be busy. I might be busy 20 million episodes from now. Uh, our next episode, Pete, we got a little reunion special. Happening. We do. We have a little reunion. Speaking earlier of our most listened to episode of all Which time. kind of baffles me because of the movie this. But you know what? It's because people, I, you know what? I feel like people love listening to you. They love listening to me. They love listening to us. They also love when we had Georgia and yep. Rhiannon. I was going to say Rhi and then I thought maybe I'll say her and I'm sorry I went with Rhiannon. So two lovely ladies, one yeah. of them very special to Nick. Yeah, and, you know, arguably the most special, I guess, to me. I don't know where <laughs> I was going like, to go with that. Yeah, she'll love that. She'll love that. She doesn't listen to the show. Um, and I, Rhiannon I, is my girlfriend. Yeah, I guess for those and I, um, I, 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 like, I like you, Rhiannon. We've got, we got a good connection. You do. In you Georgia. guys do. In Georgia, yeah. Good, good sort. You know what? We're all peas in a pod. We are. Because we're all like-minded and we all don't mind some trashy romance flicks. So to celebrate basically a year since 
Yeah. The after episode and the release of the fourth film in the after Who franchise. Who would have thought we got four films? Especially when the third one like was like, I'm not even going to go to cinema. It's straight to Amazon. Straight to Amazon. This one's Prime. coming to cinemas. This one's coming to cinemas. I love that. Called Ever After Happy. Hate the title. Hate it's the title. So, it's so bad. But I'm fucking But we're so ready it. for it. Uh, to celebrate the release of that, we are we're not going to recap after one and two again. So basically, what we- you what you need to do <laughs> is listen to that first episode where we just rip on the first two films. That episode, please don't let this deter you. Goes for two hours and forty minutes, but it, but it is the it, funniest. It's a good time. I'm actually re-listen, re-listening to it right now. Oh, are you? Yeah, okay, yeah. I might do that as well. Yeah, because I'm listening to it being like, I was like, this is a good it time. It is a great, it's and a that is time. why it's our most listened to episode because it's a fantastic episode. But we will be joining forces again with Rhiannon and Georgia to talk about After We, we fell. fell. Yeah, that's yes, the one. After yeah. We so fell. we spoke about After and After We Collided in the lead up to After We Fell. And now we will now be talking solely about After, after we, we Fell in the lead up to After Ever Happy which comes out in yes well, at Sep- this stage it is set September. for a September uh, so fingers crossed 7th I think seventh? something like that um ninth it's sometime early September and it's one of those dates uh but don't even be worried about that be worried about catching our episode and hearing us absolutely talk about ripping apart I don't know but all I can say as like a slight <laughs> teaser for the episode when we all watched that movie together <laughs> That was one of the funniest movie watching experiences it was, of my it life. It was great because we I all wish we recorded it because we all responded to the same stuff yeah. in the same way. Same way. Yeah. And it's very hard for us to to <laughs> to get through those episodes without like doing a really bad British. Yes. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. And like, oh my God, Tessa, Tessa, why do you not do this to me? My name's Harden. <laughs> yeah. Nothing to do with erections. Ah. Uh, <laughs> I definitely, I just recommend going and listening. It's so great. I I was re-listening to it and we talked about, <laughs> and there's like a great little after we collided pun and then talked about genital clapping, genital clapping and, junk, and all that smashing. stuff. It's so good. So, and I'm not, it's not even me being biased. It's just a, it's, it's just, just a good, good episode. It's just good quality content. It's, it's wholesome family fun time. Except not wholesome But at not all. for your family at all. Don't yeah. listen to it with your kids. Don't listen to it with your nap. Listen to it on your own. <laughs> in a dark room away from people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and have a shower after yeah. watching it too. And so- wear protection. <laughs> Sorry. After We Fell podcast coming very soon. Can't Rhiannon wait. and George are coming back on. It is going to be a genital clappingly good time. It's going to be absolutely mental. It'll be so good, Tessa. You will love it. And then you'll love me. <laughs> oh, man. I can't wait. I cannot <laughs> fucking wait to Sorry, watch this already started. Thank you all, as always. Make sure you subscribe. Like and subscribe. Spotify, iTunes, Google, Google Podcasts. And until the next episode of the Monthly Movie Marathon, we will say... Bye! Bye-bye, Tessa! <laughs> <laughs>